Welcome to Marketing for Your Boring Business, presented by All-in-One Social Media, where marketing professionals and industry leaders discuss what you can do to help your message get seen in a cluttered newsfeed. Join us each week to learn more about social media, online marketing, trending topics, and tips to grow your online marketing efforts. Now here's your host, Desiree Martinez. Welcome to an episode of Marketing for Your Boring Business, helping your message get seen in the cluttered newsfeed. Today we're talking to one of my oldest networking friends, Gelly Ackenblatt. She is the founder of NetworkingPhoenix.com and Gelly.com and has done amazing things to help the community of Phoenix and probably the country and the world in my opinion uh, with <laughs> helping to grow their business through networking and building relationships with people. And today we're going to be talking about how you can network and grow your business online by building relationships with the internet. Gally, thank you so much for joining us today. Of course, thanks for having me. Yes, thanks. I know that we always, it was a little logistically hard to figure out. It's always logistically hard for me to figure out how to get people on the show because my time zone's so weird. <laughs> yeah, you're on the other side of the world. <laughs> yeah, it's like a 16-hour time difference between me and, me and Gally. So my Saturday is her, my Saturday morning is her Friday afternoon. All right, so let's just get started. So networking, where where do we get started with that? Obviously, I think that networking usually starts with in-person meetings. So let's let's start there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so I think a lot of people have a big misconception about what networking is. They think it's, you know, networking is attending maybe a, a chamber mixer and exchanging business cards and um, talking about business. I mean, sure, we can put them in the realm of networking, but that's not really what networking is about. Networking is about making friends uh, that are going to last you a lifetime, regardless of what industry you're in. It's about finding like-minded individuals. It's about connecting with people that can help you in your personal and professional goals. Um, it's about being, you know, connecting with people on that core human level, you know, cause you're not going to do business with somebody that you don't like or that you don't trust. So if you don't connect with them on that human level first, then like, who cares about your business card? You know, who cares if you attend networking events and all you talk about is your company. It's really not about your company. It's about who you are as a person. You know, even if it's not your company, if you're representing somebody else's company, you know, if you're a rep and they don't like you, they're, it doesn't matter how great the company is, they're probably not going to want to work with, with, with you because, you know, they don't like you. So again, but vice versa, if they do like you, and you do connect on that personal level, you know, people will go out of their way to help you and want to work with you, you know, and again, so this is where people really confuse networking versus really bad promoting, right? Because going to an event yeah, to hand out your business cards, your promo material, your coupons is like all of that. I call that really bad promoting. That is not networking. <laughs> yeah, we've been there. And then what's funny is Gilly taught me how to network and I, I, I have, to, I'll be honest, I think we all have been bad networkers at some point where we're like, here's my card, call me, here's my card, call me, here's my card, call me. Oh, you want to be friends? Do we have to do that? You know, so uh, I think that that's, that's hugely impactful. So you make these relationships with people and then how do you take them online? What would you advise as like the next step? I mean, honestly, the same principle applies online, you know, so uh, I, I just had this um, conversation this morning with um, a lady who, I mean, she, she's out of Australia and she's got, she's got this huge network 
in the sports arena, but then she's got this candle, this candle company that she launched and she's promoting her candle company. And I'm like, look, you know, what you've got to do is, and I told her, I was like, well, if you hired me, like, this is what I would do. Right. So basically you're asking me exactly like I had this conversation this morning. So what I would do for her particular purpose, and again, this can translate to other industries, but Instagram would be a phenomenal tool for what she does. And I told her, look, you've got to connect with other influencers. You know, when I say influencers, let me define that. So influencers in the online world are typically people that have a large community of loyal followers that they've built, right? So for instance, I do some influencer work here locally in Phoenix because I have a large community. And so when I speak, my community listens, right? So they may want to use the service product, whatever. So same thing goes for people on Instagram. Um, I've got a friend that she's an interior decorator and she's got a following of over 40,000 people and they're her loyal followers. You know, she built it from scratch and then you know, so what I was telling uh, this lady, I was speaking with, I'm like, you know, we got to tap on people like Christina, right? If we want to build our network, because for one, she should be part of our network. But then I would go to once I build the relationship with Christina, or somebody like Christina, I would say, okay, well, Christina, who, who are you friends with? Like, who are your other influencer friends, right? And then start tapping into their communities. And then and that's, in essence, how you start to build your own community of other influencers and people that connect you. I used to do, I mean, I've done so many presentations and when I used to present back in the day, one of the things I would tell people is, I don't know, people collect things. I collect people. Like each connection to me is like a trophy. I value it. I worked for it. I hustled for it. You know, some trophies are up on this shelf. Some trophies are, I mean, it just, it it depends, but, but you really should have a core of super loyal people. And the same principle applies if you're meeting them face-to-face versus online because you can build an entire relationship online, right? I mean, just think about it. Like taking that out of the networking world, like people have met online, gotten married, and then met in person. (laughs) Now, I don't know what happens afterwards, but the point is, is you can build an entire relationship online without meeting somebody face-to-face. So you have to get clear on what are you looking for? Who do you want to connect with? What do you want out of the relationship? What can you bring to the relationship? Get out a Google Doc sheet and start listing the people you want to meet, right? And then just start hitting them up. So let's expand upon that last piece that you said. So making that list of people you want to meet. So if I have my my wish list of people that I want to meet, and I'm guessing there's probably different objectives or avenues or what, how, how would someone go about putting other lists and reaching out to people? Well, you first, you have to find who they are, mm-hmm. right? Again, well, actually, let's take a step back. Who, the first question is, who are you trying to meet? Right. Again, like who for your service, um, who's going to use your service? So let's say you're a lawyer. All right. And you want to partner with CPAs because they can refer you, you could refer to other business, you know? So, if I were a lawyer, a small business lawyer, or I don't know, small business, but whatever kind of lawyer, let's just use small business for an example. I would probably try to find referral partners um, like CPAs. And so what I would do is I would search for them on LinkedIn, right? I would go to LinkedIn. I mean, that's a pretty easy search, you know, find CPAs. And maybe I would even create a group, right? It's free to create groups on online and LinkedIn. And I would um, contact these people because, you know, you can send messages nowadays, you know, when, when you connect. And I think LinkedIn made it easier for people to see messages now and start sending these people connections and, you know, say, Hey, you know, I know we don't know each other. I came across your profile. I'm reaching, I'm, I'm a small business lawyer. I'm reaching out to CPAs because I'm looking to expand my professional network. You know, if you're possibly interested, 
let's connect and see if there's some possibilities. Just like a very soft, like warm note. Like, like you, you don't want to sell somebody. Like you, you can't ask somebody to marry before you even met them, right? A very soft note. And then, and if they do connect with you, then possibly consider um, once you connect, now you actually can message each other. So then you follow up on that note and then um, see if you can even get them into your group of people, your network that you're trying to build, right? Because maybe you've got CPAs, but then maybe you're also, there's another industry that you're targeting that could potentially, you can send business to back and forth. And you read, and it's not like you need to grow a gigantic community. I mean, you literally need, I would say have a goal of 10, like start with a goal of 10. Let me find 10 good connections that I think I can refer business to. And if your medium is LinkedIn, then go find them on LinkedIn. If your medium is Instagram, find them on Instagram, you know, I mean, both of those platforms have phenomenal search options. Yeah. So, um, speaking from personal experience, I know that when I moved to Korea, I was really worried about being able to keep my network growing and my community growing. And I actually found that it's been just as easy, if not actually easier, because everyone's like, you're in Korea, tell me your story. And I think that maybe the, the, Thing that's important to remember when you are trying to build these relationships is to just be yourself. Like I said, you and I started our friendship out as just like this girl who kept showing up at your events. And then eventually you're like, look, you're doing this wrong. And here are my tips for you, which was super humbling, by the way. But um, I don't even recall. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's but. OK. You meet a lot of people. But I, rem- I remember well. pretty clearly our first our first like. Get it together, Desiree. I'm sure I'll try to help you. <laughs> oh, no, and you were, and it, and it 100% was. And and sometimes in all of the people in my life that I, I hold in high regard are usually like, look, Desiree, let's let's take the gloves off. So <laughs> um, it's just how it goes. But, you know, you can build and cultivate those relationships. So I think that once you've built those relationships, it's really important to, like, stay personable and and be able to tell your story and keep relating people so because you know we live in a world of like I'm not just going to do business with anyone I want to do business with someone like I know Mm -hmm. so do you have any thoughts to expand on that or anything that you have any experiences about how that has worked for you So let me just make sure I understand the question so you're saying you don't want to just do business with anyone you want to do business with people you know yes but is that like when you're, when you're in a phase of building the relationships yeah. or? Yeah. So like, for example, so I was reaching out to some potential uh, resellers for all in one service. And one of the guys that I had met, he's, I've never even like crossed past him. Just, he happened to pop up with someone that could be a potential partner and he's in like Virginia. And so I messaged him and I started telling him about like the story of a mission of our business and then he was able to start following me on Facebook and he could see like what we've been do- what I've been doing in Korea and what my business has been doing and he gets to kind of see the balance of the story of my life here in Korea with my family and the adventures are going on while also like my business message of like sharing what we've been doing and stuff like that and so because of that him getting to know me he's been able to believe in my mission, my business, and trust me. And because of that, I was able to acquire his business mm-hmm. to help me grow. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So so then again, if I understand what you're saying is, you know, it's important to do business with people. Like nowadays with social media, we're so transparent. It's like almost we have to be transparent. We want people to know who, who we are outside of the business world. Mm-hmm. By him seeing 
what you're going through and your, your, you know, daily or weekly life, however much you updated, you know, it's very important. Um, as I can share with you the same concept, you know, my personal blog is followgelly.com and it's very public. And I share that with, you know, my entire business world, but I talk about very personal things, you know, I mean, some business things, but not like, you know, how to network, you know, if I'm talking about my business, it's like, Oh, maybe it's going to fall apart tomorrow. I you know, I don't know. It's, it's pretty heavy stuff. Right. Um, you know, talks about my divorce, all that good stuff. So, people read that blog and they want to do business with me because that's me being so transparent. So it's almost like, you know, I'm not trying to get business with a blog. I mean, the blog is just my outlet, but people feel like it's like the relationship gets built because when they read my story, they feel like they know me. And so it sounds like the same thing happened with, you know, with you and this guy in Virginia, he got to know you outside of the business realm. And that, again, that builds, you know, we do business with people that we know, like, and trust. So number one, knowing he's got same online as it is offline, you know, he, he's watching your stories online. He got to know you. Obviously he liked you, you know, if he didn't like you, he wouldn't have called. And then there's a the whole trust factor, you know, like he sees you with your kid. He probably maybe sees you with your husband. You know, again, I don't, I don't know what all content you're putting out there. I mean, there's so much coming at me constantly, but, um, you're very good at, you know, I know you can like, you know how to create a story online. Like that's what you do. So I'm sure you're putting out awesome stories out there. So yeah, I think it is important to, this, this is exactly, I mean, you're basically saying exactly what I said when I got on, on the call is networking is about building relationships. It's about making friends. It is not about attending networking events, handing out cards or sending out spammy messages to people online, you know, to hope that they click on your site. Yeah. And I think that nowadays with the internet, the only way that you're going to be able to really build those relationships is by telling those stories. So what would you advise to somebody who's really just like not into the idea of, as they would put it, sharing their life or sharing their breakfast, uh, you know, and what they're doing all the time online? Because they feel like that usually, and, and this is a super generalization, that a lot of younger people are super okay with just the use of social media and the oversharing. But Sometimes you're more seasoned professionals who also want to continue to grow their business have sort of a hard time with that. How would you advise them to get started? So I would advise them, you know, uh, baby steps are perfectly okay. So maybe instead of sharing their entire life, you know, like me sharing my divorce and custody issues and uh, all this other stuff that makes everyone super uncomfortable, um, (laughs) uh, except me, I'm very comfortable with sharing. But I would maybe say pick a hobby. Like, do you have a hobby? And then talk about that hobby. For instance, maybe you do CrossFit. Okay, so talk about CrossFit. I don't know. Maybe you um, do yoga of some sort. Okay, so talk about your yoga hobby. You know, share something about yourself that's personal, but not so personal that it makes you uncomfortable sharing it. You know, my rule of thumb is if I don't want my mom to see it, I'm not going to put it on the internet. That's just kind of my general rule of thumb, you know, but interestingly enough, I'll tell you, as I've been sharing my life story and putting it on the internet, a lot of these things, honestly, my mom doesn't even know about me. So my mom will read my blogs and then she'll call me or text me and be like, wow, you know, like I had no idea Or she's like, you really need to write a book or which is really interesting to get feedback from your mom, you know? And again, the only reason I even mentioned is because my rule of thumb is, you know, if I don't want my mom to see it, I'm not going to put it out there. So we all have our boundaries is what I'm saying, right? We all have our boundaries. So for those people that are not comfortable and don't want to share their breakfast, okay, don't share your breakfast. I actually don't even care what you eat for breakfast. Unless it's an amazing smoothie, you know, that I'll drink and lose 10 pounds in one day, then yeah, please share it with me. Otherwise, it's, uh, you know, pick something that you enjoy 
and maybe stick to that and see what people's reaction is, you know? And I think a lot of times what happens, it's kind of scary to start sharing things about ourselves. But once we get some positive reinforcement and positive feedback from others, it's easier to keep moving forward with sharing. So on the reverse end of this, let's say, you know, we've been spending time reaching out to people. What about when people are reaching out to us? We're getting friend requests from people that maybe we don't have any connection to, but they found us through some blog we wrote. Or, um, you know, this, we get these random emails that are like, I read your blog or I saw your this or, hey, let's talk. You know, how do you advise people with going through sort of filtering who they let into their network and and be any red flags that people should be on the lookout for? I mean, that's a tough one. I get a lot of people trying to connect with me on Facebook. And I my again, my general rule of thumb is I don't accept anyone's friend request unless I had some kind of a personal interaction with them. What What would you say is a personal interaction? Like if if I know who they are, like maybe we emailed, maybe we met at an event, maybe, you know, we had a conversation. I mean, just so I know who they are, Um, because otherwise, I mean, I have like I'll tell you right now, I'm followed by one thousand eight hundred eighty six people. And that's how many people have sent me friend requests that I have not accepted. Right. So they send you a friend request you don't accept. They automatically end up following you. And I don't know who these people are. And if I accepted all of them, I would have over, um, I don't know, like like over 4,000 friends and Facebook only allows you to have 5,000, you know? So it's just like, to me, like, it's not like if I know you and we had some interaction, okay, I can accept you as a friend. Otherwise, you know, send me a message or tell me why you want to connect. You know, and a lot of people do, a lot of people will send a message because I think most people that want to connect me want to connect and meet a network. But again, I have over 40,000 members in my community through my platform. So obviously I can't have 40,000 friends on Facebook you know, and if you tell people to join your page, they get upset. So I don't tell people to do that, right? If they want to go join, they can join. Otherwise, um, it's kind of a gray area, you know, but then the other thing is my profile is public. So anyone's welcome to interact with me. And a lot of times when people interact with me and I see that they send me a friend request, you know, and they keep interacting with me at some point, I'll accept it because I'm like, okay, this person's legit. You know, they're not saying anything weird, you know, um, like for me, I just don't want any, I don't, I don't want any weirdos on my page, you know, like I don't want it. I don't want to deal with, um, weird people. And when you're dealing with the general public, you're going to get interesting people. So that's how I manage Facebook, you know, and as far as LinkedIn, LinkedIn, I typically tend to accept everyone again, cause I'm a networker. So, um, why would I not? And if they send me a spammy, spammy message, I just don't reply. You know, here's the great thing about, um, free will. You don't have to reply to anyone. You don't have to reply to their email and you don't have to reply to their message and you don't have to call them back. If you think, um, it's a spam. It's a spammy situation. Mm-hmm. So I just tell people, don't be spammy. You want somebody to pick up the phone and call you to return your email, write something genuine, like write something real and genuine. Like if I get a real email, I answer it period. End of story. Like I don't let people hang, but if somebody sends me a completely generic email and all they do is just say, hi, Gelly in there, I don't have to respond, you know? And then a few times I've actually responded Gosh, somebody was trying to recruit me for like, I think a job. I don't even, I don't, I don't actually even know what they were trying to recruit me for, you know? And, um, and I replied to the guy and I said, he said, he's the CEO of the company. I'm like, you know, I really can't tell if this message is geared towards me or not. And I don't have a resume. If you're trying to recruit me, I'm assuming you've looked at my LinkedIn or, you know, that I run a company. Like I don't have, like I haven't had a resume in, you know, I don't know, 12, 13 years, (laughs) you know, he was like asking me for my resume. So again, you know, I, I just don't know, um, 
not that I don't know, but, but for, if you're sending out emails and trying to connect with people, don't be spammy. Like don't leave an, a shadow of doubt in my mind, whether this message is geared specifically towards me or it's just the generic message and you're trying to, you know, reel me in with it. Yeah. No, that makes total sense. And I think that by knowing what it's like to get it, it's important to remember that like someone might think you're being spammy when you're reaching out to them or they're going to have the instant hesitation like, oh no, what is this? Who's this person? And, you know, and, and some of us have extra filters. So like for, for myself, um, because of my husband being in the military and where we live, I have to literally ask everybody who comes into my network who I don't have like a connection to be like, who are you? Why are you trying to get a hold of me? Because I have to be really guarded with like who we know because of military operations stuff. So it's one of those things that I have to do with, but it's something that people have to consider. It's just that idea. It's like when you're reaching out to somebody, you don't know, I mean, you might know part of their story, but you like don't know like what their comfort level is and stuff. So I think kind of be able to deal with rejection and that's why, but at the same time, maybe that person just isn't right for your network at that time. Well, Gali, do you have any other final notes for people about how to network online? I mean, we talked about obviously the foundation of all business, which is they do business people they know, like, and trust, you know, be strategic about who you're reaching out to and, and, and what you want from them and build up, build relationships, build friendships. And then, you know, how, how we filter out people who we want in our network, what they can and can't see. Do you have any other pointers or tips for people? You know, honestly, I would just say always lead in with your personal foot and just remember that it's about you as a person and it's not about your company or the company you're representing at the moment. I mean, obviously at the end of the day, you're looking for clients, you're looking for new business, but initially it's all about you, who you are and um, what value you bring to the relationship. So always look for ways that you can help people how you can make them smile. And I guarantee you they'll bend over backwards to want to help you. Awesome. All right, Gelly, how can people find you online? So people can find me at gelly.com, G-E-L-I-E.com. Um, that's my personal website. They can contact me through there. They can see, you know, the kind of work that I do. And then if they're interested in checking out my networking platform, uh, right now we're only in Phoenix, Arizona. So that's networkingphoenix.com. And that's all spelled out. And I'm super stockable, so you can literally just type my name into Google, and I think everything comes up. My LinkedIn, Facebook. There's not many Gellies, you know, especially <laughs> Gelly Ackenblitz. So <laughs> you type my name into Google, and I'll come up. Yeah, so the advantage. I, I used to have that with Desiree Ford, and, and then I got married, and it all changed. So, but <laughs> things that we do for marriage, right? But I will thank you so much for being on the show and for taking the time to talk with me. I hope you have a great day, Gelly, and thanks again for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening to Marketing for Your Boring Business. If you like this episode, please leave a review on iTunes or share this episode on social media. Want more? Subscribe to automatically get the latest episodes of Marketing for Your Boring Business. This podcast is presented by All in One Social Media. All the social media your business needs starting at $125 a month.